2: I was talking I was talking to my girlfriend the other night about what do we refer to um the pre-pandemic as PP you're like well back in PP times like are you going to say that to people when you're at a party now
3: No, I'll never say
2: that. It's just the before times. We're going to say PP time? You going to go PP you going PP time? Pre-pandemic, PP time. Pre-2020. The, the problem is, if you say pee-pee times, you don't know if it's pre-pandemic or post-pandemic.
3: Or you have to go to the bathroom.
2: So it works both ways.
0: So it's specifically, so it doesn't work at all, you mean? If it works both ways, it does not work in any way. You're going to be like Michael Scott, who posts the ad on the single site that says little kid lover because he wants people to know he has children, he wants children. <laughs> <laughs> that was his profile handle, little kid lover. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's your line of reasoning there, Josh. I feel like it's summer now. Do you feel like it's summer?
3: Yeah, with this heat, yes. Yeah, from this week for sure. Question:
0: Boys of Summer or Summertime Blues?
3: Uh, uh, boys of uh, Summer, probably. Yeah, bow, 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 yeah it's, bow, it's 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 too it's too uh, unique. It's a photo finish. But it's a tough summer. one. Boys of Summer is pretty I don't good. Know, I, don't,
2: I don't think it's that tough. It's boys of Summer.
3: If you don't watch Sometime the video. Boys is pretty good. It, it's Summertime Blue.
0: I take when the Who do it. I don't know if you guys ever who, heard, heard the, the Who. It's good. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. So, what, what, do you, what would you say is your, like, if you're not working, what's your standard summer attire? Like, if you have a default setting? Well, it's changed post
3: PP. Okay, it includes pants now. <laughs>
2: you can't say post PP. I know it's different know. than but what you wear in DP. It's, uh, right. it's
3: changed PP.
2: Um, what do you wear in PP? PP times, <laughs> see <laughs> that sounds t- so wrong.
3: That sounds um, well, like inappropriate I mean, touching. I think, as everyone else, my wardrobe has changed to a lot of sweatpants, a lot of shorts. And you were like a never shorts guy. Like
2: people are never Trump or never nudes. You were a never shorts, or yes. and never saying You were never guy.
3: shorts. Um, uh, rare shorts. Of course, when I'm like playing a sport or swimming or any of that. But casually, no, I wasn't a casual shorts person. Um, Only formal. I've come around a little bit. <laughs> casual shorts. <laughs> that just
0: sounds so funny. Casual shorts. <laughs> I prefer formal wear. I mean, shorts. is there any other kind? <laughs> no, I mean exactly. that's what you would call it.
2: <laughs> oh. Business etiquette with shorts. I'm more, I mean, I'm t shirt shorts. And what kind
0: of shorts? Okay, question. Because I think there's a big, just a separating factor in shorts. I think it's either uh, you're wearing like khaki, like seamed, like, or just cut off shorts, cut off jean
2: shorts. Shorts? I'm never wearing cut off jean shorts. Are you no, serious? Me neither. I'm never not wearing you- cut off jean shorts. Oh my God! We that is where we differ highly. I haven't worn I mean,
3: jean shorts since 1997, probably. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I've ever worn jean what shorts. What are you talking about? How could you have? I don't think
2: I've ever worn a pair of jean
3: shorts.
0: You're missing. Then how can oh you c- criticize?
2: Especially like cut off jean shorts. I well, but that was You're like, gonna fucking have him. I mean, no offense, scene. but I thought that like I've only really seen girls wearing cut off jean shorts. Well, you you cut them much longer.
3: Yeah, I mean, they're not. I, fucking I'm daisy only dudes. speaking from my 90s. Um, experience. Man, but, I have um, to cut a yes, I, I left that. I left that in the last century. Hold
0: on. So you're just wearing like fucking khakis and like tennis shoes? No, no, and,
3: no, like, no, no, no. I have. I don't. I don't. I
2: I've been doing a lot of barefoot walking, like even outside like on the street and stuff. Or or flip flops. Okay, basically. what's more, redneck:
0: barefoot or cut off jean shorts? Cut off <laughs> jean shorts.
3: <laughs>
2: I think barefoot because cut off jean shorts probably exists outside of.
3: No, barefoot is the whole worldwide. Everyone's barefoot worldwide. Like jean shorts are but, specific to a certain part of America.
2: Okay, that's fair. I, but I'm more like gym shorts, either that go past my knees or like, like athletic shorts. You know, yeah, or like just regular like. They don't have to be khaki. What color? But yeah. like,
0: just a light brown.
2: <laughs> uh, no, I got. I have. I the only shorts I have right now are I have a pair of blue shorts. I have a pair of white shorts and I have a pair of like check blue, red, white, and blue checkered shorts, and they neither none of them go past the knee. They're like they're like eight inch, you know.
0: No man, you're missing out. You got to do some cutoff jean shorts. Uh, basically, I'm either dressing well or I'm dressed like Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> Hold on, Red Zeppelin has to be the name of some southern fucking Led Zeppelin tribute band. How amazing would that be? <laughs> we are Zeppelin. fucking Red Zeppelin. This is an anti-immigrant song? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> or, like, oh or God. like,
2: do you remember when Puff Daddy, when they released that Godzilla movie in the 90s and Puff Daddy, or P. Diddy, I don't know what his name is now, but uh, he released the Godzilla soundtrack with, to um, uh-huh. the uh, was Led Zeppelin with Jimmy one? Page? Yeah, yeah, but the song that did Cashmere, and he was just like, hmm. hear my cries, hear my call, oh, do it all, and my era... So fine, it's just jimmy page playing guitar behind it and they use this song it's terrible yeah
0: i mean that's exactly how you don't use sampling
2: <laughs> I, I, that's how you don't use, you sampling. Do yes. use sampling yes well, well, well yeah it's not how about you give me an example a good example of a use of sampling a good
0: example so of a use of sampling especially one involving guitar is ice cube using the isley brothers on a, i guess it was a good day I think that's um mm-hmm. between the she- it's either between the sheets or footsteps in the dark. I get them confused because the other one was Big Papa. That's the other one. I think that's I think that's between the sheets and footsteps in the dark is the boom. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's the yeah, Ivy yeah, Brothers. Yeah, who Hendrix played that's for? A, that's
2: great, back in the day.
3: Nice, uh, Neil. What you got? I'd say my favorite is a tribe called Quest. Can I kick it? using uh lou reed um walk on the wild side i mean i i love that so i love what they did with it because i've almost thought about doing that song on this pod but i just don't know how to cover it so and avoid talking about lou reed the whole time so i've refrained
0: <laughs> how about you josh you got any
2: uh i would say i mean the one that sticks out. i don't know why this sticks out but the bone thugs in harmony tune where they use take me home by phil collins that's so weird <laughs> Jesus Bone thugs I don't don't
0: know that I don't know that I tell you I mean I tell you One that I actually Discovered recently That I didn't realize Is that Funky Cold Medina By a young MC Oh yeah It's honky tonk women
3: It's like They took
0: It's Yeah it's fucking Honky tonk women That they cut up And use in there Oh, yeah, that's right. That's pretty
2: cool. I didn't I, I realize that. I never knew that, that either, but now that, you, now that you say that, for sure. Yeah, it's super cool. Um,
3: God, I hate that song. Another one of my favorites that I didn't realize right away was um, that Maya Paper Planes. Uh-huh. That bump, 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 bump. I didn't know. I was at a bar in Hollywood, and Straight to Hellboy came on the jukebox by The Clash. I was like, holy shit.
2: <laughs> I oh, get yeah? it.
3: Like and I I love that song like uh both song both versions but it made me love kind of the the clash version even more. Did you say Maya? M I A. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Yeah, you're yes. ter- you're totally right. My Missing bad. an action, yeah. My bad. Uh
2: How dare you, Neil? My bad. Give me your wrist. Give me your wrist. Uh give me a riff. Uh I mean, I'm going to go with the easy win, Michael McDonald, Regulator. I keep okay. I keep, We'll
3: yeah, dinner. and that's, that's so great. I mean, that might be the best ever because it's certainly one where the Regulators is better than the original.
0: Yeah, true. Yeah, it's cool. It's crazy, man. I don't know, Neil, if you've heard it, there's like DJ Khaled has his tune out now or Khaled or whatever the fuck his name is. How do you pronounce it? Do you know? DJ
1: Khaled. Khaled.
0: Khaled. <laughs> <laughs> DJ. I'm here. Yeah. They, they're doing, they have Layla. They sampled Layla. But da 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 Well,
3: that's been on all the NBA playoffs Yeah, lately. it has. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, that, yeah no, that's it. Yeah, that's it. I've wondered where that came from. But. Um, it's from a song called I Did It. But what's insane, and
0: I didn't know this, that riff from um, Layla actually came from an Albert King song because a buddy of mine had told me about it, and he told me mm-hmm. the song. I went and mm-hmm. listened. We kept listening. We could never hear the riff. It's the vocals that Albert King is singing. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, yeah, so
3: they took like this vocal phrase and uh-huh. turned it into a guitar riff. And that became Which later. is the best way To write anything Like trying to mimic the human voice Because it's so many You do so many things with your voice That you wouldn't think about with 12 notes on a fretboard So you have to almost kind of bend And mimic or, or like yeah, Play different I mean, intervals
0: Blues guitar playing came from blues singing So like when mm-hmm, that's what folks mm-hmm. They would just go and try to put those notes And I've always said man The best guitar solo is it sounds like somebody's singing
2: Certainly Basically it's funny you mentioned the blues with sampling because, like, if you think about blues and you think about kind of what hip-hop's done with rock, right? Moving in where they're taking samples of basically old rock and R&B songs from the 60s and 70s or whenever. Whereas guys from the rock bands in the 60s and 70s were taking from the blues bands mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the decades before.
0: Well, it's them learn- I think it's them learning the medium. It's them cutting their teeth on, like, how do you play this shit, you know? And, like, a lot of it... I mean, for me, blues is it's almost like Shakespeare. Like, you know, everyone, you, you need to play with that if you're an actor. You need to understand it a bit, and you need to play with it. That, yeah, and, yeah. You know, and that being said, they're like, you know, like, say, for example, this week, you know, we're talking about Led Zeppelin. A lot of people like, Led Zeppelin are just a – it's like Led Zeppelin didn't fucking steal – I mean, now if they use something without giving credit to somebody that had that was not in the public domain, well, that's fine. That's a lawsuit thing. But Zeppelin always added to everything they did. I mean, you know, like they didn't just fucking steal shit and then, like, they didn't fucking kid rock it like with like fucking, you know, just I'm gonna werewolves say, of London. Yeah, with
2: with with uh, um Sweet Home Alabama. No. The, the, oh yeah, but he did it with Werewolves of London too. Yeah,
0: that's just the, the same song.
2: Which is just you're taking a great song and and making making it it garbage,
0: right? That's not yeah. You're basically
2: throwing a great song in the trash, (laughs) lighting (laughs) it on fire, tossing a couple rat carcasses in there just to add to it. It's disgusting. That's terrible. Which sums up Kid Rock in general,
3: with the blues and sampling and everything. It definitely comes down to that kind of classic quote by Picasso: "Good artists borrow; borrow, great artists steal." I've always thought, I've always used that. Like, I mean, as long as you do it with good intentions and you make something good, even if you do steal it, if you if you transform it into your own, like, there's nothing wrong with it.
0: Well, the thing is, with, with Zeppelin, you never mistake Led Zeppelin for anybody. There's only, I mean, they they have such a unique voice. They're not just another fucking band. You know, like, even with something like Stairway to Heaven, which isn't, you know, blues, and they're like, oh, they stole that. It's like, no, man, some guy fucking arpeggiated an A minor chord in a song somewhere, and then, like, Zeppelin does too. Like you can't fucking copyright. Yeah, I mean there's the only
3: I've heard the song. It's 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 pretty close. It's,
0: but you can't copyright chord changes. But there's no melody. Totally. No. Right. So you can't copyright chord changes.
3: But I can understand if I wrote the song they're talking about and I heard uh Stairway to Heaven for the next forty years on classic rock radio every ten minutes, I'd be like, son of a
0: yeah, it's, uh, son of a bitch, I wish I was as talented as those guys. Because like, for me, it's like Facebook. It's like on social network. If they had invented Facebook, they would have fucking invented Facebook. Like, if that dude had written Sarah to Heaven, he would have written Sarah to fucking Heaven. It, 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 he just played through the yeah, court. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I, mean, that's, I think, yeah. Yeah, I
2: think the evidence has mounted, and they've lost enough in court. But, but they want Sarah that. to Heaven.
0: Now, the, the days and confused, oh. they just straight up, that was definitely, Paige was just straight up lit to that. But here's the thing. The way, Cla- <laughs> the way Elvis did uh, hound dog. He heard someone else doing Hound Dog that way in a fucking place in Vegas, and he nipped it, the performance.
2: But again, that's the same. I mean, going just going back to the blues, all those guys, unless they actually wrote the song and got the credit, and even then, you don't know who they heard playing that, this that, or singing fair. that line right, right, right. or doing this or doing that or playing that lick. It's, it's just nature whoever blues. got popular with and, it. <laughs> and on that note, you were listening to... Pine game, rock and roll to you. And this week, as Jonathan mentioned, we will be discussing Led Zeppelin's Traveling Riverside Blues from the BBC session.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, I want to pick the Zeppelin tune because, I mean, it's just one, a song that's always stood out to me as just profoundly unique in its power and its intensity if it's not the best live recorded rock and roll I've ever heard I've never heard anything better than this you can make a case they're the best rock band ever i mean and this is them at their peak demonstrating their love of blues and and but also how they are taking this american art form and turning it into something that the the, the guys who, in, who started it just never would have. And uh to hear a music grow like that from generation to generation with that much power and just ability behind it, it's probably it's one of my favorite songs ever, full stop.
3: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's just such a phenomenal display of pure talent, just at its best, at its peak. And the whole band just it's, it's almost, it's so inspired and magical and it's true to the blues, but also so rocking and catchy. Like they turn the blues into this, like they almost turned it into rock and roll, you know, in a way they, they're a big part of just what rock and roll is. And this, just them doing this, you know, almost lost song is such a great example of that. You can feel the emotion in this song and just the first minute of it. It may be one of the best like blues rock intros ever it's a great ride
2: my oldest brother bought me bbc sessions when it came out in like 97 so i was like 13 or 14 and i had never really gotten into zeppelin before that i had heard them obviously on classic rock radio but i just wasn't into that at that point point. and i listened to that cd that it was a double cd over and over again on this little stereo that I had in my room. And from that point forward, I was into rock and roll. This song specifically, for me, is more about Jimmy Page and what he's doing. It's really a straightforward blues song, structure-wise. And, but everything else is just like, it's like a canvas of like a perfect blues band that he put together. To just do what he does, and would just riff on the blues, and basically what he does is true to the original, and adds something of his own. Like I can't remember which one of you just said this, but like this song is like the the blues evolving into rock and roll, almost like a a timeline. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a really cool way to put that, and that's what all good bluesmen do: is they take it true to the original. And they make it their own. And this song specifically, he does that so well. I agree.
0: Ironically, now that guitar riff that Paige is doing is obviously perfect, but I think he's doing the most traditional thing. For me, the thing that really blows my mind the most is what he's surrounded himself with. Because he's surrounded this pretty straight-ahead guitar playing with a drummer who's never played drums like that. The bass, my favorite bass player in rock and roll, and Robert Plant. So, like, he is, and I think really the band around him are what, for me, actually, what they're doing is more profoundly unique. They're giving it the muscle almost even more than he is.
2: Well, and he allows, I mean, during the song, he allows each part to shine in different parts of the song. The bass is there at the first part of each verse. That's kind of the main music thing that whatever he's doing on those drums is throughout. And then Plant, you know, has one of the better rock and roll voices of, of all time. And, and, you know, he's doing his thing. He's got the little middle part where he's riffing. And, you know, I mean, he's riffing the entire time. But I, I just think you have so many different little guitar things. And while they are traditional, he's holding to the traditional thing. Mm-hmm. It is unlike any blues that I've heard before. Well, that, it just honestly. and it just
3: swings. It's like it's so catchy, just like the ba bum ba bum ba ba. Like that is the same kind of lick that's played in blues, but not with that swing. But not with John Paul Jones and John Bottom. Exactly. And like that's why it's so good, you know, and you bring it up a lot, Jonathan, is just You're only as good as, like, what's behind you. And he has the best rhythm section (laughs) of rock and roll ever behind him.
2: Well, it's basically like he sat down, he listened to Robert Johnson, King of the Delta Blues singer, which is recordings of Robert Johnson from the 30s, 1937, particularly with the namesake of this song, Traveling Riverside Blues. Johnson originally recorded in 37 in Dallas. And... Listen to that, and, and because his guitar work, you can hear hints of everything he's doing in that whole across that whole album. He's but he's just taking it all and being like, "This is what this has turned into." What Johnson started, he's like, "This is my homage to you. This is what i this is what you've given me, and so I'm giving something back." It, it's it's outstanding.
0: That's one thing that's so cool, like with, with the Brits, like you know, it, this is kind of like Clapton with Crossroads, where it's like that's a that's a closer cover, but it's that same idea of I'm going to take that song, but I am going to expand on it. It's another situation where you have a phenomenal guitar player with a phenomenal bass player and a phenomenal drummer, so they're just, like, exploding it.
2: But they're exploding it with, you know, full bands behind them and equipment Mm -hmm. that was not available to Robert Johnson at the time. So whether Robert Johnson, if he was, you know, born in the, you know, later and was playing at the time, what he could have done with that, you know, could have been Hendrix-esque, you know.
0: But he, but just real quick, he actually, but he was every bit this significant for that time period.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like, so he didn't absolutely.
0: have to sound like this
3: then. Mm-hmm. He sounded like that being like the way he was then was this yeah. for that. Absolutely. And I think to what you said, Jonathan, the Brits did have a great take on it, but Jimmy Page was even more just, it was double oh, what yeah. everyone else was doing. I don't know. I just realized today that it was on 12 string. It's like, wow, that is like just those mm-hmm. slides. It sounds, there's so much friction. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I think the thing that Zeppelin does
0: that no other band I've ever heard can do is they're so heavy but there's this song is so fucking groovy and so swinging it's swinging like fucking little feet would with like black sabbath like fucking the sound of black
2: sabbath it's crazy it's also so clean like especially this recording i mean the the remastered I, i don't know you know how it sounded like before that but like it's especially if you listen to like old robert johnson stuff i mean like a lot of that old those old blues recordings are a little muffled you can kind of hear what they're doing, but it sounds like a lot more is going on than just one guy sitting there with a slide
3: guitar. I was noticing Her. today the lack of reverb on it. It's just in your face, just really raw. Like, they, they don't need any tricks. No studio tricks, just... No.
0: Like, this is the kind of shit that it's so good that it's like you almost forget that you're listening to music. It's
3: just pure effect. Yes. Yeah. They were, like, uh, defining rock and roll, and they knew it. I mean, can you imagine what the fucking Stones and the Beatles thought when they heard this shit?
2: <laughs> Let's hop into the guitars in this song. What is the standout for you, Jonathan, guitar-wise?
0: Beyond the intro, just the rhythm he's playing behind it. It's really not hard. I mean, I've played it. It's just so in the damn pocket. Just, it's just that, the commitment to that that just the rhythm behind it. It's so good.
2: And he's playing slide on a 12 string acoustic, Neil?
0: Yeah, I think so. It's not an acoustic. It's, it's a Dan Electro. Oh, Dan Wow. It's a ten, wow. Yeah. It's yeah. a 12 string. Like it's crazy. So Dan it's like Electro. a old school, the weak pickup. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. so they're not real. That's why it yeah. sounds, it doesn't,
3: if it was a Gibson, it'd be real bitey. Yeah. From the first lick, like, it sounds like when I first picked up a slide, that's what you first play. You're like, you know, you're like, oh, I get it, man. I can play slide. This is awesome. It. And then it's like, and then you're like, but uh, then, the whole song it just the, these riffs just keep coming in, even to the banana, like just the swinging part. And then when it culminates at the end is so great. And the thing that's very cool at the beginning um, for you know, folks who maybe don't
0: play the fact that it gets louder and makes it sound like something's coming towards you, mm-hmm. so it almost sounds like a train is really coming does, at you, yeah. and that in and of itself is very cool because he builds it, it sits there, and then he kind of lets it die, and then he just like kicks, and it, and it almost it sounds to me like very swampy, like it's very like yeah you know wet almost <laughs> <It's> wet <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's eh, It's, but it's less, got that kind
0: of swing though It's very Like mountain like, It sounds like Mississippi Queen Kind of vibe Or something like that mm-hmm. so, Yeah but I think That's more the drums no, it's that just if you just go ba da da it just it's it's Delta Blues yeah. at its heart. But
2: to me, if you took everything away and just had him playing the guitar on the track, he's doing what the old bluesman well, what Robert Johnson did. When you listen to Robert Johnson recordings, you're just like, How the fuck is this just one guitar track? But, and but, and when you listen to this, you're like, How is he just playing one guitar here? He does the same thing which is also so impressive and that's why it's such a great like Yeah embodiment of that. Yeah. But their rhythm yeah. is
0: so different. Folks didn't really swing this way, I think, before drummers because it just didn't make sense almost.
2: Sure, that, so, and that, and that makes sense.
0: But that's what I'm saying, New Orleans, because when I think of New Orleans, I think of dance music.
2: Yeah, and it has that. It makes yeah. you want to
0: move. Like you can get get down to this.
2: It's so. danceable, but it also has hints. Uh, I'm going to say this. You're going to hate me, but it has hints of. It kind of gives you the same feeling that like disco did when you're talking about swinging and like walking down the street. The way it makes you yes, feel yes. when you're walking, it's it it, it has some seventies feel to it, in mm-hmm. that way.
0: Man, I bet you if you put a fucking metronome to this, it, it's just so in time, in a way that.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and, and I think that's what we're hearing with with disco because disco is, is literally it's machine based yeah, in time, and, and this, yeah. this is live. almost feels like that, but with a human like but with a human heartbeat around it. Yeah. So what Paige's done, is really he's riding. The crest of, you know, John Paul Jones, but there again, you know, to your point of how good the guitars are, like
3: knowing the right tone, like knowing oh, what to yeah. do with it. Well, speaking of like the intro, all those. Speaking things. of tone, give me your hot take on the solo, Jonathan.
0: For me, Everything going on, on around it is just so good already, that he's just kind of getting in there, like knocking out some cool shit. Because my 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 favorite thing about the solo, ironically, is when they come out of it. He has that that fast lick, and then Robert Plant. So it's like he just he he's such an architect that he uses it to set up Plant to just come in and be the uh, arguably the best rock and roll singer of all time.
2: But you're right towards the end there, he does that little kind of quintessential Page kind of flourish. Yeah, which which is a little different than what he starts off doing, which is so bright and sounds Ooh. so nice, like tone wise. And then he just kind of changes, He's just like, oh, oh no. yeah, we're he still Led Zeppelin. Like... Change.
3: He just flips the script right in the middle. Um, <laughs> That's so it's nice. uh, well, just it. It really doesn't get much better. Like, I love the way he comes in. It's so simple, just. But it just the way he plays it is so sweet. And then when he just changes in the middle, and he comes in on an offbeat too. It's like. Like, he just comes out of of nowhere. You're like, holy shit, what just happened?
2: And that goes back to your original point of, like, in that one solo, he's doing, like, a nice little blues solo, and then he's just like, this is what it's evolved to, motherfucker. that's how you play
3: crazy blues emotional guitar, because he's still throwing in these melodic riffs that are also just elevating, you know, the art form in general, but also playing like a just madman on a mission to just get out as many notes and just frenetic energy as he can. People talk about him being sloppy and, and it's, it's not, it's not an attribute. He certainly can be, but he didn't have that gene to care that much. I don't need to make it perfect. Like as long as I'm not fucking it up and I'm showing my emotion through my guitar and letting that shine more so than, oh, it has to be. Boom, 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 you know For folks who say he's sloppy Realize when needed He's been,
0: he was They say like, you know He played on half of all the rock records That came out of London Between like 66 and 68 or something So he clearly can be precise So that's one of those things Where it's kind of like Jackson Pollock Or something where it's like Jackson Pollock's not just some asshole spilling paint. Like, if he wanted to paint you a picture, he'd paint you a picture.
2: Well, just in terms of, like, precise, like, the second half of the verses, when they, he does that little roll where he's like... And then it's like... I mean, like, he just kind of changed. like, it's like, holy shit, yeah. Because I mean, you're taking pretty much, like, that blues form, which is, you know, can get pretty stale and, like, stayed sometimes. Like And he's just like, all right, well, let's fucking... Swing this up a little bit
3: Yeah it almost He He makes the guitar Sing so well
0: That it's That magical thing That I think rock and roll does And and the Stones Are great at this too Where it's the idea Of something is loose But it's tight Like the groove is tight But everyone's just Hanging Mm -hmm. out Fucking it's so loose And it's the best Mix man
2: I would say that, you know, you were talking about Sloppy. The sloppiest that he gets is probably that little kind of, but but tonally and it the sounds solo. so good. At oh, the, yeah. No, I would say at the end.
3: There is a little, yeah, there's some uh, little solo section at the end, not solo, he's just kinda some, uh, some kind of hitting some licks. some licks. like he's, he's, he's noodling but out. I wish there was more. Like, I, I don't feel like, there. I feel like there should have been another solo break. Cause it's just the guitar's so good, the solo's so good, it's like, what, this is over? And just real quick before
2: we move on from guitars, uh, you mentioned it's in an open tuning. What it's in open G, right? I think Robert Johnson and Page did this in in open G. What does that mean?
0: Well, basically, you know what that means is you know we think about somebody playing a guitar chord, and you think about it, even if you don't play guitar, you sit there and you see their hands making these weird shapes. Basically, what they're doing is they're they're selecting certain notes. On each string so that all the strings sound good together because if you just play the guitar open they don't really work as well together so they're selecting certain notes um that's why you have to make these weird shapes because some strings you got to come up on them and others are open um with an open tuning what you're doing is you're changing the tuning to where all those notes you need to make it sound good are all there when you play it open so you don't have gotcha. to reach and make these weird shapes it's all just open is a chord yeah. and there if you come that that way if you come up to the first fret Everything gotcha. is moved up together in the same ah. ratio, so that's a chord. And then yeah. it just
3: comes up the neck. And that that's nice. what makes it so emotional. And it
0: also helps you fill out stuff, like with a lot yeah. of... Another thing, too, that's very important about slide is this. It really lets you mimic the human voice because we don't talk in half steps. You know the way a guitar is laid out? We, we talk yeah. all between. And so in that slidey business, you have access to all those notes, mm-hmm. and you can really you can achieve things that... You can't without it. It's it's a sound that if you hear that sound, you have to use a slide to achieve that sound. You can't. There's no other way to do it.
2: Well, you know what else? I mean, you'd heard it before, but Robert Plant's vocal is something that, you know, this was pre Freddie Mercury. I, I would say probably in terms of just a a, yeah. a, a a white for a white guy to be singing the blues like that he was a well, first
3: and in this song his his voice is just an instrument like cuz it's just kind yeah. of a you know we've talked about rock and roll lyrics before this is just a mishmash of just my rider and just sex and whatever well, and it's a it's, mishmash of of blues <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean it a lot of the lyric in this song is taken from songs off of king of the delta blues yeah. singer but Robert literally Johnson, so.
3: he's, he's it's like a guitar solo but with a voice the whole time cuz you you barely care or know what he's talking yeah. about it's just his rider
2: he says rider too much for yeah, me yeah. that's probably not only yeah. like art some thing in the song but when he comes in he goes hey you know <laughs> i can't even i can't do that but he goes hey and then he says <laughs> he something comes else
1: goes, hey you guys <laughs> hey he comes in and he goes hey hi <laughs>
2: But even like when he comes in, you're just like, Jesus, that sounds good. And yeah, I've heard this song until this week. I had no idea what he said until he got to like the Robert Johnson verses that I do know, um, like going down to Rosedale. But like the first couple verses, I'm like, I don't know what he's talking about. It, And it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, I think I mean, it really it takes just...
0: two words to describe his voice in this song panty dropper. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, yeah, ask yeah. chicks. I mean, I say that because my fiance is like, yeah, that's, yeah, oh, yeah. I I'm like, I I sorry. I'm like, you can't listen to that, baby. I'm not going to let you listen to that. <laughs> like, it's it's just insane, man. And when he comes in out of the solo, and that motherfucker, when he's like, Con Hottie, baby, stays <laughs> here. That is,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. And I, I don't think Freddie Mercury, I'm, I don't know, man. That's just incredible. <laughs>
2: I'm biased I'd rather hear Robert Johnson sing that line what it, no yeah but absolutely listen, yeah. not that I, way I, can't it, woman. I, I love yeah, the way Robert it's fine. Johnson no, yeah, I do
0: too but the, just the sheer rhythm and the power cause he just jumps in and he's just it's so precise it's It's incredible, man. Like, it's just incredible
3: that someone can sound that way. Well, we spent a lot of time talking about the guitars, but without that voice coming in and just doing what it does, this would just be Jeff Beck or some kind of like, oh, yeah, it's just fucking sweet blues. Exactly. Um, Without him, because he ties it all together, man. Just spewing these blues lyrics. I almost feel like a computer could have came up with these lyrics. Like, just put it in an algorithm and spit out this song.
0: It would, but the thing with blues is it's not... Lyric driven, it's it, it's fra- the phrasing, the passion, and that's what makes it. And that's why, with blues, the people who are famous are the people who are singing it. Yeah. Well, like most folks don't know who wrote these songs. And if you ever want to know, Willie Dixon wrote them all. I mean, I don't know if he wrote this one, but like Willie Dixon wrote it, it, like. So many... Dixon
2: wasn't doing stuff when this was this came out. But he
0: wrote like all those Muddy Waters tunes, all the like, where do these come from songs, like Manish Boy, yeah. and who those are I, all. I, absolutely, absolutely. So, the, but yeah. the point is. The the writer with this stuff isn't famous. The performer's famous. Yeah. And it's because of the phrasing yes. and the the choices well, that, you have to make. But
2: that's why Robert Johnson kind of changed the game a little bit and why he's so important is because he wrote a lot of these songs. Now, did he like actually write every line? <laughs> no. I don't know, but he did something to the structure where a lot of his songs are not just straightforward like line, repeat, line, tag it off. Line, repeat, line, tag it off. He kinda got into a more I'm going to tell like a story and expand the songwriting in this. I mean, that's why he's singing, uh, especially the last half of the song, with Kind-Hearted Lady, Going Down to Rosedale, Squeeze My Lemon. All of those are from different Robert Johnson songs, and those are you know, really good lyrics. I mean, I'm going to Rosedale, take my rider by my side. That is a real lyric. So he's basically just riffing off of that in general, you know? And then the squeeze my lemon is something Zeppelin's used. Yeah. Obviously they used it in the lemon song.
3: To like take it even away from the blues and the blues lyrics, just his performance, like, and what you're talking about, the phrasing and the blues cadence. I love where he, he just speaks those lines. I wonder, do you know what I'm talking about? Come on into my kitchen where he just like, He's he's so high, but also has these kind of just the perfect phrasing of just telling the story right, like how it should be told.
2: I, I'll push back a little. The phrasing in blues is fairly easy to. But no, read. it's you know not the easy to and change in it. It's not
3: easy uh-huh. to like break through it's, like
2: this. His tone and like his range is is what like yes he's in the in the song and like he hits it. He's making phrasing the, choice, wise.
0: the phrasing choices he makes are he's making those choices
2: are great but if he didn't sound like he sounds right it's that you just too like,
3: eh, that's what's incredible it, about it he sounds you know, that good
0: and well, he's that but he's conflict. also he's
3: also hitting so many notes even even if he didn't have a great voice i th- i still think it'd be respectable but his
2: range is so crazy impressive
3: yeah. and like and and the the
2: tone of his voice is yeah. so unique and original it's hard to really get through both of those things
0: it's impossible no one else can do it.
2: Now, I don't even think this is his best vocal. Like, I, you know, there's other songs I'd rather hear him say Again, like I said, this this song is more about, it's really more about the guitar, bass, and drums to me than what he's doing, honestly. I mean, he's great know, and man. he sounds great, but I, I, it, it's just still kind of blues. that He's just still just doing pretty straightforward it, blues. But it's stuff.
1: not, it can't be, st- it, it's not,
0: st- st- I mean, it's not straightforward with that, with that kind of, that belt behind it He sounds like a fucking Yeah Cause he brings that like Northern England Like Viking yeah. Fucking
2: war cry and Into the blues I'm not saying it's bad I'm saying it's the least Interesting part of the song To me If you were saying Bass, drums, guitar, vocal What is the least
3: interesting I would say vocal I know because you're kind of Taking it for granted like, It's funny here that You're the singer
0: Like I I mean I, What Paige is doing is, is amazing But I've heard more people Do stuff What Like what Paige is doing Yeah and I've never heard anybody do like what nope. Robert plans to doing. Nope.
2: I don't disagree with that. If you listen to BBC Sessions and you listen to I Can't Quit You and You Shook Me, they're also both blues songs. And I think the rest of the band is doing pretty much just kind of straightforward blues in those songs. And it sounds great. But his vocal, to me, kind of stands out more in those songs than the rest of the band. In this song, the rest of the band stands out more than him to me, basically. I hear you. I, I, it's just a kind of a taste thing, I think. So, Neil, you're favorite line that he sings.
3: Um the first line of the song before he even starts singing.
2: That's right. <laughs> Again, that's the second thing he says. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Uh Jonathan? Uh it's definitely
0: when he comes out of the solo and that kind hearted baby, it's like it like rhythmically where he puts it, it's almost like a, a whip crack. da da da. Da 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 It's just like God, it's the timing yeah, yeah. of it is as powerful as the but it's like belting and like it's. You, you, I've never thought about it that way, but that's exactly how it is, Neil. It's like it's like he's got a fucking gain knob, like on his voice. Yeah. And it's just so. Yeah, he's like, got a tube scraper. Muscular and, <laughs> but still like nimble and 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 wiry. It's fucking insane. It's not like I'm talking about uh, do, his cock or something, but I'm talking about his voice. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're not talking about his lemon. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> you're, you're not squeezing his lemon right now. Um, I think it'd be
0: called the cucumber uh, song or the banana or, song or something. <laughs>
2: it's 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 a chode isn't that the one where it's (laughs) a chode i do not know. that it's long (laughs) the chode song (laughs) showed the chode song (laughs) oh my favorite thing he sings actually i know i said this earlier is the the rosedale line but the second half of it take my ride up on my side i I do enjoy how he does that must be cool man like
0: for him to be talking about places that you know where they are being from mississippi absolutely
2: Absolutely, he he did a Rolling Stone article. He was on the cover of like I don't know this century uh, or in the past twenty years. Excuse me, Jonathan. Um, But uh, (laughs) (laughs) it just sounds so dramatic. In this millennia, it's like yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it. But he talked about like just flying down to Mississippi or flying to Memphis and driving down to the Delta to my hometown and like so nervous to go try to meet this harmonica player who used to play in this at this old uh, like convenience store in in satarsha or bentonia which is a, has a certain brand of blues like where skip james is from and he, like he just drove around like my area you know like just think if you're like riding down the road and you're like is that dude with the wild fucking hair is that robert plant and fuck no that's not robert plant some fucking meth head <laughs> skinny ass motherfucker <laughs> um,
0: um, well that's us let uh, just no, speaking of that though, I do think he would stand out because I know I can't remember who it was, but I, I know someone who saw him somewhere like randomly in like the 80s. He's super tall, and he has this massive, like, say, this fucking Viking Norseman.
2: But so, well, let's touch on real quick what Bonham and, and John Paul Jones are doing here. We have kind of talked about it, but you know, the drums, and from what I've read, he's playing triplets on a bass drum but for me it just sounds so clean and so like pop there's such a pop to everything he's doing so sturdy yeah i think jones is probably my second favorite part of this song what's going on with the bass yes. is so prominent it's... in the mix especially at certain songs and it's so melodic throughout this and like how he's accompanying the vocal and the the guitar like the guitar in that bass kind of make this song yeah me. i mean
3: you listen to the full intro and when they come in it's just it it takes it to a whole other level. He's just, he's just as melodic and the bass is singing just like uh, Paige's guitar. The thing about
0: what Bonham's doing, though, man, I mean, because, yeah, I mean, John Paul Jones is definitely my favorite bass player in rock. And him and Paige were both session players. And while Bonham and uh, Plant knew each other from, they'd played in bands together, I think, in the north of England. But what Bonham's doing that's, I mean, this this is a kind of track, that this is like, to a guitar player, or Iron Man, or some shit like this is that for drummers because so he's keeping the hi hat going the whole I think the whole time that and he's doing it with his foot and during the verses the da 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 that's pretty straight but he's doing some syncopated shit but while he's keeping that steady hi hat so that the hi hat's keeping the song together but then he's kind of breaking it up but then when it comes when he goes da 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 but da 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 that descending da da. That's where he's doing these triplets on the drums read one but da 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 with the kick. Yeah. And it's like, what the it's, fuck? It, it's like so that's cool, like yeah. there again, that's another thing I don't think you might have ever heard. While he's like letting the beat kind of fall apart through this like he's like stumbling with the triplets, but with the hi-hat still going. So it's like there's three things happening and it's so
3: dynamic. It's incredible. But I, I realized with this song how much I neglect the bass player. All along there's been so much great bass in Zeppelin. But behind page and bottom he gets lost a little bit john paul jones like i said he played
0: in like donovan albums he played on like all kind of stuff he's another big time session guy and he's just so rock steady i've always said he's like a uh, he's like the swiss army band member because it's like okay well robert you're singing i'm i'm you know playing guitar bottom's gonna play drums you're gonna play bass or mellotron or fucking mandolin or whatever the hell we need you to play and he can play it all yeah. yeah. So anything that's not guitar or drums, I mean, is, is is John Paul Jones. It's amazing.
2: Now we should talk about the fact that this was recorded in 1969 at, at uh, Aeolian Studios uh, for the BBC, but it wasn't released until 1990 on like this this the first collection of like Zeppelin's songs that they released since their last album. Uh, which is which is kind of crazy. And it went to like number seven on the rock chart. <laughs> That's so yep. badass. And the reason it took so long is because the BBC owned the rights to the recordings. So they had to like negotiate with them.
3: Interesting. Well, I, I loved it because I was listening to it and I was like, I know this is live, but there, there's two guitars. So what the hell's going on? I thought maybe for right. a second he was playing a 12 string, the, the double neck guitar. But right. but then at the end, I during the solo, I, I heard the kind of rhythm track going on behind it. They recorded it and they allowed them to do overdubs before they played it on the radio. And um, they said uh, when Paige heard that, you didn't have to ask him twice, which I love like his commitment to excellence. Like, fuck, yeah. Do I want to play a solo? Because that's what happened. Like, that's They're like, oh, do you want to do you want to put some extra stank on this real quick? Oh, that's (laughs) nice.
2: Some extra stank. And that brings us to our vibe time section of the pod. Uh, Jonathan, cue the music in three, two, one. That was a, that was a, that was a, that was a a quick one. That was a quickie. quickie. (laughs) That was a quickie. Jonathan, when do you want to hear this song?
0: It doesn't matter when you hear it because wherever you are, you're just listening to this song. Like I'd be in (laughs) fucking outer space in a goddamn NASA fucking orbiting planet earth and this song comes on i'm just sitting there listening to some zeppelin so like it's so overpoweringly amazing it really just doesn't matter it takes control of whatever situation
3: i'm in nice neil i want to hear it when i'm car racing not that i do but if i were to hit the gas like the intro was coming in as i was revving up and then that would be if you were in your old Extera on on four, no. on ten, <laughs> no, you... no, my, my Subaru, a, a Subaru. When did race. you have the Subaru? I was trying to remember when the Subaru. I was trying. Did you have the Subaru? Moon? I did until it got crushed by a tree from a snowstorm.
2: Now that we got trees falling on cars, why don't we uh, slide on the influence and uh, talk about what this song influenced, what it was influenced
3: by, and so it was obviously uh, influenced Neil. by Robert Johnson first and foremost. <laughs> And kind of Helen Wolf, Muddy Waters, kind of stuff like that. And and like I've said, just all the 60s blues bands, like the the old bluesmen and the 60s blues bands, and then it culminated in this at the BBC, just them kind of like putting on display a new form of rock and roll. Nice. Jonathan?
0: I, like I said, it, it, the formula, it, it starts, obviously, like I said, with Delta Blues in the style of the song. But Chicago Blues and how it sounds, and instrument-wise, because it's a band. You know, Delta tends to be, like, one person. Um, so it's, like, Delta plus Chicago, but then plus, you know, these English, like, art school kids who... But it, it's also the sound of, like, the 20th century, in a way, because it's, like, you have technology, and you have, you know, the exuberance of these guys who, a lot of them have been born kind of in the middle of World War II, and they came out of austerity and all this and then suddenly like they heard this new music and they start playing it and then they start doing something with it no way had ever had and you know all those guys talk about coming to america and just being like we couldn't fucking believe we were in america and that's why like yeah. that's why now when we when, if you imitate a rock star every time they ha- you, you almost naturally think of a british accent and that's why cuz they really brought that shit back over here to us and it's so cool
2: that's true. I mean, I, I, I'm i just gonna stay with one. Look, obviously Zeppelin influenced any rock music afterwards, but the the influence here is Robert Johnson and you know, Charlie Patton, Mississippi John Hurt, Sunhouse, all those guys were doing the stuff in the Delta you know, in the 20s and the teens and stuff and Johnson took that to another level and Johnson has influenced everything that has come after that, especially this song. I mean, the song is basically an homage to him. They take the lyrics from songs of his and yeah, and they take the name and that's you know, go listen to King of the Delta Blues singers and go listen to BBC sessions if you like this song.
0: I, think I never quite thought about it this way, but you know who I, I honestly think, obviously, Robert Johnson originated it, but I think the person actually this may most closely align with in terms of his back in the day is Muddy Waters, because Muddy Waters is, is he was kind of like right on the, he's a bit of both, because he's a Mississippi guy and he's kind of Delta. Even I mean, once he came to Chicago and they got yeah, electric, he took
2: all that. And that electric,
0: electric slide shit is like a. Well, that,
2: again, that's the evolution. Charlie
3: Patton, Robert Johnson. Oh, yeah, for Charlie me. Waters, the, the, the Mount Rushmore Clapson How much and Charlie guys. Patton do you guys listen to? I mean, I, I've heard the CD like once or twice in my life, but I've never really.
2: It's The recordings are not easy to listen to, they're very muffled. And he's got the really deep. <laughs> I mean, like, he's. It, it, but, like, you can't mm-hmm. really. They're not. I, I mean, unless you had like an original 78. All these bluesmen, there was just one plantation outside of Clarksdale. I can't remember the name of it, but, like, uh, all these, it was huge. All these folks worked there, and on Saturdays, they would have, they that was their one night that they got to go out, and they'd go to these jukes, and, and even on Sundays, there were certain guys who just made money playing guitar, like, in front of the stores and at the juke joints. Charlie Patton was one of, like, the, the most well-known guy. He was late teens, early 20s. And kind of son House. I mean, anybody you know, any name you hear, has some connection to him. Period. Yeah. So. No. No. Absolutely. Why don't we slide under the covers right now? Well, I mean, we've we've not really been. We kind of like the the sheets have been pulled back <laughs> all episode, but like we haven't really been under there. We're still sitting on top. Uh, but now we're gonna get under Nervously. there. And Jonathan, how many covers did you list to? Mm,
0: one. it's has guy one? John Hammond Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like, that's pretty nasty. He's good. He is very good. He's good.
2: Well, his dad is the guy who kind he, right, of, right, right. you know, did, like he's, he's obsessed with Robert Johnson. Like any documentary you see of Robert Johnson, John Hammond is in there. Like, it's like you talking, think he is and Robert probably, Johnson. Right. And they always, and they always show these like cheesy footage of him, like standing on a road in the Delta, like playing so an bad. acoustic guitar. Right.
0: <laughs> As if you can't the, imagine what a motherfucker in <laughs> the road playing guitar looks like you have to video it. And do it like blurry or something <laughs> crazy like
2: yeah and there it's just out in the middle of the delta which is very flat and there's just fields like cotton fields on the side of the road uh and maybe like there they probably have like an old shack you know uh, out there uh neil what do you what do you got? I listened
3: to one it was uh Peter Green and Nigel Watson um it was yeah, yeah it was really good um I really don't want to hear too many covers of this song like the Clapton straight up version of Robert Johnson? No bueno. Yeah. Um, uh. <laughs> well, it, it's, it, it it's, that's
2: borderline oh, cheesy it's blues. super cheesy. And I hate can, it. Yeah, I hate that I
3: love Clapton so much. When I see that, it kind of, it just hurts me inside a little bit. Well, there's so much harmonica uh-huh. in it. You're um, just like, all right, dude, play and your I will guitar. I sing like, the, song. the fact that this is, quote unquote, a cover song,
2: it really isn't. It's the same name. In saying that, Jonathan, how does the shoe fit?
0: It fits like something that, that like i didn't i didn't even realize kind of like you were saying um cuz my buddy had got um that box set when we were like 12 or 13 and i didn't realize a, a shoe could fit that good i didn't realize it was, that was i didn't ever considered that that something could be so pleasurable when i put my foot in it <laughs> well
3: like talking about the pure talent involved in this song it fits like a high performance shoe like golf, racing, basketball, <laughs> like whatever, like whatever LeBron's lacing up. And that, that's what it feels like.
2: Fits like a pair of brownies and Jonathan's fit like a yep. foot massager. Uh, <laughs> Mine. It fits for me. Uh, I, I don't need a shoe though. I uh, bare feet. That's, that, that's how this, fits. I'm not sure bare. what that means. Pre-shoe, pre-shoe, po- bare shoe. <laughs> we're, we're talking about squeezing lemons and stuff. Bare feet. The shoes are off.
0: I don't think I want to take my f- <laughs> shoes off in that situation. In fact, I think I want to be covered from head to fucking toe,
2: but, you know. You want the hazmat shoe? It, we're still in quarantine? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> maybe,
0: it so good, maybe it fits so good it feels like you, you feel like you're barefoot.
2: So you're not going to squeeze my lemon, is what
0: I you're saying. I am not going to squeeze. I won't even look at it. Put your lemon away, Put
2: please. your lemon away. All right. On that note, <laughs> we're, we're about to play a cover of the lemon song. no. We were about to play a cover of Travelin' Riverside. No. We were about to play a cover of Led Zeppelin's Travelin' Riverside Blues. <laughs>
1: She said, uh, you might get hurt if you don't I'll keep it here, you know see my baby you tell her you tell her hurry home he had no loving since my my baby been gone My sweet mm-hmm. She's my sweet, she's my Until the juice runs down my leg Squeeze it so hard
2: The cover you just heard was performed by Jonathan Horton. Thanks for listening to Pod Gave Rock and Roll to you. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and rate on Apple, iTunes, and Spotify, or wherever you listen. If you have any song suggestions, you can find us on Twitter or Instagram under the handle at Pod Rock. Next week is Neil's week. So, Neil, what will we be discussing?
3: One of my favorite artists, Neil Young, Cinnamon Girl from 1969. Can't wait.